Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing on this special episode? Ryan, this used to be a show about helping people. Oh, this yeah. used to be a show about doing good things and helping people. And we, on this week's show, on this week's session, are get back to our roots and help people out with their fears. What about you, Ryan? Tyler, on this week's episode, I challenge your perception of reality and everything that you could believe to be a fact and also fart jokes. So let's get into it. Tyler. What is the meaning of life? Whatever you choose it to be. N- me specifically? No, no, or- no, no, no. <laughs> not you. I was going to give you a bit of a warning. It was a general you. Yeah, we, uh, we all get to decide what it is. It is no universal meaning. It's just what we all uh, choose it to be. Okay, so then I guess I'll ask you. Tyler, what is your meaning of life? I'm still figuring that out, but I like to think that it boils down to helping people, but I could just be saying that to, uh, you know, showboat here on the air. I think that that might have a little bit of- Probably, uh, uh-huh. probably. I'm sure there's some mint chocolate chip uh, ice cream involved in my plan somewhere too. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. I think that the meaning of life is to make money, Tyler. Really? Sure, sure. It seems to make everybody happy. Absolutely. Uh, it's definitely not the root of all evil. No, the, I've accru- heard otherwise. the accruing of wealth is obviously the means of pure unfairness filtered joy in one's own life. Of course, because we see it everywhere. I think this consumer culture is really working. (laughs) Now, here's what I'm worried about on today's episode, because it is a special one for reasons that we'll get into moving forward. But I do believe we're going to be touching on a lot of things that we've talked about before. Now, what makes that okay is not everybody listens to every moment of every podcast. And I'm sure many, many people will be hearing this for the first time. So I want to go back to something that you and I love to talk about here on the air. We like to talk about in our own personal life. Tyler, you and I, all humans, as a matter of fact, cannot hear the loudest sound on earth. Is that true? The loudest natural sound on earth. Yes, that is, t- that is true. Which is? Uh, blue whale's call. Why can't people hear that noise, which travels underwater, which I think helps things travel nonetheless, mm-hmm. for miles and miles and miles. miles Why and can't miles. humans perceive that? The frequency is too low. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and that is the idea. Much like a dog whistle is too high, Mm -hmm. people can only hear a certain amount of- uh, Frequencies. Decibels, as Mm -hmm. it is. What about the spectrum of color? Human beings can only see a small spectrum of color on the color scale. Is that true? The the visible light on the spectrum of, um, of light, we can only see a very small portion of it, and the portion you're referring to- is color. We can see color, thank goodness. So, not me, Tyler. I don't see color. Mm, oh, oh, really? Wow. Now, understanding those things, doesn't it lend itself to reason that we don't understand much of anything that's going on here on this planet? There are so many things that we just don't know about. There are so many things beyond our small little understanding. Absolutely. We know so very little. I think something that really broadened my viewpoint on the universe is if you were to look at the, a pie chart and say how much information, uh, say the pie chart represented all of information in the known universe, how much of that pie chart do you think you know as a fact? 
How much of that information would you say you have? Who, me? Just in general. Nothing. A person. Point zero zero yeah, sure. zero, sure. a thousand zeros. Yeah. And then how much of that information is information that you know that you don't know? Which is also a very slight, uh, small sliver. Which means the majority of the information out there is stuff that we don't know that we don't know. So yes, we are totally blind to everything. And it's easy to forget that in the grand scheme of things, our species is still new. We're still children in a lot of ways and we're still growing. And because of our technology, we think we're the most advanced thing in the entire world. We're still kids. So today on session 111, we will get into all of that. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Welcome, blessed children of the light, and welcome to you, my little moonbeam, Tyler. How are you doing today, my friend? It's going to make me giggle every time. I'm doing really well. <laughs> I just want to put you in my pocket. I, you feel know like, what I, mean? I feel like we're on our way to a drum circle now. It's oh, like Moonbeam Tyler and Hawkfeather Ryan. I just want to say <laughs> drum circle jerk so that we can name the show. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. You made a nice moment bad. You're exactly right. <laughs> Tyler, why are so many people obsessed with 1111 or 111? You hear about that all the time, like numerology. I hear about it from you all the time. You, you never hear anybody else talk about 1111? I think it's a very common to like bring up, but I wonder how many people out there that bring it up, it actually means something to them. Or is it just something to say? Well, it, and it's this is going to be a really interesting conversation because I can already feel it in my chest. I When we talk about some of this stuff, I get so uncomfortable because I think that people, you know, kook alerts abound. I mean, we could just play the kook alert in the background of this whole show because so much of what we're talking about is known as pseudoscience or, you know, it takes a, a very specific mushroom eating person to, you know, believe in this kind of stuff. Mm. I feel myself nervous right now. It was a very specific example you just gave, just but saying. I also cannot disagree with what it is that you are saying. I also like pepperoni, Tyler, <laughs> but People think that 1111 is some sort of a link to synchronicity. It's like the universe is trying to give you direction. What is your take on all of that stuff? That you're all a bunch of kooks and yeah. you deserve to be locked in a uh, very padded room together. <laughs> no, I follow some of that stuff. I do. I think, um, again, with the broadening of the horizons thing, I think that I have really opened up my mind in terms of interpreting things from the universe. I think we're getting messages and signals all the time. Why? Now, Why do you think that? Like somebody hears you saying that and they're like, this guy's a freaking loon. I am a freaking right, loon. That's, right. That person out there saying oh. that is 100% correct. Oh, okay. But we are a part of the universe. We are all connected to the universe. I mean, that is quite literally the truth. And- And connected to each other. Well, abs I mean, we're all part of the universe. We're all just parts of the universe studying itself. Well, and if you want to bring it down a notch even from that, and I think about this all the time, the earth, trees grew out of the earth, yes? As far as I know, yes. <laughs> okay, they, some of those <laughs> hanging plants, I just don't understand those, you know? But, so, and trees are alive. Yep. So it stands to reason that the earth is alive. Of course it is. So it's almost like we're all like these little white blood cells or red blood cells. I'm not, it doesn't, Whoa. I, it doesn't matter what kind of blood cells we're talking about. I don't about. identify as a colored cell. I'm just a. Uh, okay, he's a stem cell. And basically, 
We are all these little organisms living on top of a larger organism. We are all breathe the same air, drink the same water. And we're killing it. And we're killing it. Yeah. So I just think uh, that I've bought into that because I dated a woman who introduced it to me. And like all of the obsessive compulsive things that I do, I really gravitated towards it. And I really use it for uh, kind of like what we're talking about, like navigation throughout my life. Yeah, I think if anything that you have in your life points you in a more positive direction, then here, here, do and, the damn thing. And that is my exact point with all mm. of this, and we'll keep moving forward here. But it is, if you're using it for something positive, whether it's real or if it's fake, if your perception is it's positive, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, and there's no such thing as real or fake. Like, if you're doing this thing and it's fake to me, but it's working for you, then it's fucking real to you. Who cares? You're exactly there's no such right. thing as fake. Okay, good. I feel a lot better, Tyler. You're warming me up. <laughs> I just, I'm so tense. Whenever we talk, like we get deep into the kookiness, I just get so tense. Well, you know? well that's it. That's like, that's like when people. I used to say this all the time. It's like when people would say to me, "Oh, you know, I have this, this really, uh, this feeling, this really bad feeling inside of me at the moment, whatever there be, anxiety or depression, but it's no big deal, or it doesn't matter, dude. If you're feeling it, it matters. There's no such thing as it doesn't matter if you're feeling it." Especially if you're making it up to get attention. You know what I mean? That's when it matters the most. I mean, you're putting in all that hard work. You might as well reap what you sow, you know? And that's how those guys you hate was born. <laughs> Let's do the depression index. No one cares. You don't what know what to do. The world is, is a machine that I built with my hands very poorly. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, how you feeling this week, brother? Session 111. <sighs> Trials and tribulations, Ryan. Trials and tribulations. In terms of? Uh, just life, you know? there's Life is going to keep throwing things at you. And the only thing that we are in control of is how we react to those things in our lives. I think that's very true. I think yeah. you just described Buddhism to some degree. Fuck you, Buddha! Yeah, Why Buddha. can't we just ignore our shit? Just do things that make us feel good all the time. Ostriches seem to have it figured out. What? They bury their head in the sand. Uh, oh, I don't think they actually do that. Now, for my depression... We can review. <laughs> for my depression index, it's very simple because I'm going through a really rough time right now. I've had something happen to me over the last... A uh, week or two that that really affected me, but I'm processing it healthily, uh, kind of. And uh, and my theme for session 111 is keep going because the only way that you can fail is to stop. And honestly, from my perspective, I like I, it. I don't see how I could stop. I feel like my my head would explode oh, if there, I stopped dead. Well, there is a problem where once you've and forgive the nomenclature, experienced the light, you can't turn back to the dark. Once you know that something else exists. You would go crazy trying to go back to your old way of thinking. Well, and because who I was before was so blind to my now way of thinking that I had no perspective then. If I tried to do that now, right. my brain the entire time would be like, uh... Pardon me. This thing over here, bro. Do you remember taking the red pill? <laughs> so, or was it the blue pill? I, I don't know. I took them both just to ah. be on the safe side. Ryan, uh, this week I am at a eight. One, two, three, four, five, lost wow. in my wow trial wow 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 we're good at this man we're just right on top of each it's other i love it chemistry all right let's gate it up tyler i have been making progress in my journey as well like you're saying life is just discomfort i mean so often 
where we suffer is not what's happening in our life, but the way that we are reacting to it, much like you said. Or trying to keep it from happening. I have, yes, resisting things is what makes things persist. Correct. Now, the fact of the matter is I have taken a step. I have learned to stop complaining. I genuinely have. I am known to be a complainer. Excellent. It may run in our lineage. Yeah. Here's a situation that I think a lot of people fall into, and I definitely did. I thought that my complaining was just observational humor. I thought that people love this. This is, Look how funny he picks apart every little... I mean, I didn't think about it truly in these terms yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time, but look at these really interesting little observations mm. that he has. Nah, dude, you're just being negative all the time. Sure. And you're and trying you're, to doing it in a cute way. Uh, you're funneling it through perceived humor, but exactly. you're being negative. Now, the next step that I need to take is if I could learn to stop mentioning that I'm not complaining when I'm not complaining, mm. I'm really going to be do, doing that, something big. But that's progress, sure. though. It that, absolutely this is, is. This is what a step looks like. This is celebration. I actually went through that thing where I used to talk shit about people, a part of my, you know, complaining type of humor. Mm -hmm. And now I've completely stopped it. And then for a while, I would say, you know, I don't really like to talk shit about people, letting you know that I want to, but I'm not going to, and I have now eradicated that. Mm. So this is the next step on that. It's been, it's been quite the journey. But if you don't speak to the crowd and let everybody know that you're in the middle of a growing moment, how can you possibly think you can grow? Growment, Tyler. Uh, you're exactly right. And if people don't know that it's happening, then is it really happening? This week, I am at a four, baby. Ooh, One, yeah. two, oh, three, yeah. four. Learning stuff about yourself sucks. It's like going to the gym. If you don't post it to social media, does it count? <laughs> did, did your muscles actually get bigger? <laughs> Fantastic, Tyler. Tyler, let's move forward. And I'm going to do something that I have not done in a very long time. I'm going to give you some facts about the number 111. Are you ready? Please. Remember when I used to do this every week? I remember. Yeah, but once you got to like 87, there were not interesting <laughs> things about 87. It's, it just wasn't interesting. All right. Statue of Liberty from her heel to the top of her head is? 111 feet. The emergency telephone number in New Zealand is? 111. And the last soldier from World War I died in 209 at the ripe old age of? 111. Not just 111, but 111 years, one month, one week, and one day old. His name? I don't know. Harry Patch. <laughs> Is that true? Harry Patch. Oh, that's unfortunate. Listen. What a show off. 111 years ago, they didn't realize that that's not going to age yeah, well. You know yeah, what I mean? Like Harvey Weinstein, that's going to go sideways. Didn't he produce sideways? Okay. I'm, uh, we should have some wine. That poor plant. Now, Tyler, the reason that we... I, I'm sure we were going to do something special for episode 111, no matter what, because it's it's been something that's been very special to me. Mm -hmm. But when I found this out, this is when I decided we needed to do something even bigger. Do you remember what it was? Because you're the one who hipped me to the game. No, tell me. I want to talk about oh. the underground temple in... Malta. Mm -hmm. What do you mm -hmm. remember about the underground temple in Malta without giving the money shot? Just like, do you remember anything about the the article that you forwarded me, like a good little boy? Okay, that last part I didn't enjoy whatsoever. <laughs> What's the matter, Tyler? I didn't enjoy that. Well, was uh, it the tone? It was. This is long before uh, technology, and they had they were so precise 
in their carving, they will they were able to carve it out in a way that helped uh, lift them when they chanted to a uh, higher realm, I want to say. Sure. To, uh, when you didn't have an iPad or an iPhone, you had to you know pretend that there were spiritual beings. You, you, had to, you, you had to put yourself in a trance. I look up at Orion the Constellation, and I'm like, that's some bullshit. That's like six points. What the fuck are you guys talking about? No? Your name's not Orion. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Now, here's what's interesting about this underground temple. Like, Tyler, what is your general take on... I'm looking for the right word. Like, pre-existing knowledge. Like, back in Mm, ancient times... So interesting. When they didn't have technology, obviously, they were way behind us in many ways. But... Did they understand things back then that we just flatly don't understand now? And, and I'm asking you something that's kind of an opinion because you haven't I haven't given you a chance to research this. Mm-hmm. But what's your feeling on that? Well, it's obviously true. I think that with the rise of technology and the ease at which uh, and the and the industrial complex, the, the ease at which this is I've got an industrial complex made our lives. You got a lot of complexes. <laughs> Those pistons are just so showy. Like, all right, take a break. <laughs> and uh, I think that. Uh, with that, we have lost a decent amount of our common sense, which is something that they had a, a more of back in the day, is my belief. I think they had a certain understanding of the universe that we don't have simply because we don't have to. Well, we now have technology and ease sure. of, of life. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I do believe being more connected to the earth because yeah. it's genuinely all you had to rely on. Yeah. And human beings are animals the same way that you would say that a wolf is connected to nature and to the earth so are humans i think that that's is that you know science that hasn't been proven yet no i I mean of course it's connected to nature they're literally nature like when you talk about nature wolves count as part of nature not in my mind oh okay Uh, not in my mind okay okay i guess we'll have to uh, get into that at a later date if any wolf is listening to this (laughs) bring it on shut this (laughs) up so let's go let's go back finish what you're saying and then we got to go back to malta well i have a thought all this i think about all the i mean not all the time but i think about from time to time all the music that we've missed out on think of all the music that was played back in the day that we just don't have because they didn't write down their music back then. And they obviously weren't recording it. And I won't listen to anything that isn't on vinyl. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Here's what I think is interesting about this underground catacomb. Do you know what a catacomb is? A labyrinth of different rooms Uh, built into the earth. It was like a bee's nest. It's just room to room to room. If I became a billionaire, I would buy one of those for myself. Tyler, for your birthday, I'm getting you a catacomb. Or a catabrush. I'm not totally sure. Uh, now, here's the thing. The catacomb resonates at exactly 111 hertz. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it? What is a hurt? It's it's OK for this, the audio audience. I am shrugging my shoulders. Yes, that's very helpful yeah. on this audio medium. Yeah. Now, I guess it's just some sort of a quantification of sound. Basically, sure. yeah, that sounds about right. Now, what's so interesting about that is there is a direct link between 111 hertz and healing tyler Mm. and healing which is obviously total bullshit nobody believes in that right healing healing (laughs) i don't know somebody should give every hospital on earth a call and let them know that what they're doing is bullshit yeah you know you guys don't heal you're disappointing your parents (laughs) doctor now here's what's interesting and you know i love this the way that we talked about the science of sage and we've touched on actual research on some of these kook 
type objects. Well, these different topics, like you said, Sage, they have accumulated this kook level of following over the years. And we are trying to recently dive into the science behind these kookified things. Which I love yeah. because my innate nature is to go towards them mm. and... You can defend yourself with scientific facts. Who's going to tell me wrong? <laughs> you, Kyrie? No, but in what's so interesting is that almost lends itself to some of this. It's not prehistoric knowledge, the word that I'm looking for. There is a word that I'm going to figure out the moment that we're done recording. Yeah, this. yeah, absolutely. But where ancient knowledge, mm -hmm. where they understood these things that have now turned into a joke. You know what I would love to look up? And I'll proclaim it here on air just so in, you know, a later date. We will do it. I would like to know the science on crystals. I see somebody with crystals. I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. Mm -hmm. But I would like to know the science on crystals. I'm yeah. going to look that up. But MRI scans show that the brain switches off the prefrontal cortex and deactivates the language center when being exposed to 111 hurts oh. specifically. It sounded like you were describing a lobotomy. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. A little ice pick behind the eye never hurt anybody. <laughs> Relieves the pressure. Do you know the story behind the lobotomy? I've, I've heard it before. It's it's the whole thing just fucks with my It's my very head. interesting. Uh, I'd rather have a full bottle in front of me than a full frontal lobotomy. Okay, Dad. Tom Waits. Tom Waits said that, Tyler. Uh, now, okay. through these MRI scans, through this actual scientific data, they're showing that your mind switched into this meditative space is responsible for holistic processing, creativity, and intuition. They can actually show what effect this is having on your brain. Hmm. That's amazing. And the last thing that I'm going to put on here, and then we can go to break, because I know this is very heavy lifting. I, I understand that not all of this is super entertaining, and, and maybe you have to be interested in this kind of stuff to want to follow it down the rabbit hole. And I get that. It's a lot of positivity, Ryan. There's with all of this talk of holistic healing and 111, it doesn't leave a lot of room for dick jokes in between the ones. Ryan. I understand that. And what does a one look like, Tyler? <laughs> a penis. Yes, thank oh, you. We're back, in. we're back, baby. We have those guys you hate is on brand, Tyler. <laughs> Scottish Dr. Meg Patterson, who is a person I've never heard of before, okay. <laughs> reportedly uh, helped the Who's Pete Townsend. Have you ever heard of them? Pete Townsend, excuse me. Uh, Pete Townsend sounds very familiar. Very famous rock and roller, known for just being a maniac, okay. known for just being destructive in all types of ways. Oh, just like chaotic in the worst way. Sure. Okay, all right. Scottish Dr. Meg Patterson helped him recover from heroin addiction using 111 hertz. Oh, wow, that's there, awesome. There is a lot of really cool and interesting things to this that I don't even believe that we know the tip of the iceberg about, or it's just total bullshit. And we'll figure it out when we get back. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like 
me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal you know you won't because you're lazy that's why you haven't moved out of your parents house we love you thank you for supporting those guys you hate and let's get back to the show those guys on this piece of paper the world's hardest tongue twister tyler oh wow and i would love for you to give it a shot you hate and i didn't even do my hold on i gotta do my tongue warm-ups oh yeah Oh yeah, ah. that's enough tongue ups. <laughs> Those guys you hate. I'm not hungry. I had ice cream. How was that? that I, I can't tell you. Delicious. The last time that I had a Klondike bar, I don't know if I've ever had a Klondike bar. What would you do for a Klondike bar? I would. The question is, what would I not do for a Klondike bar? Ryan? What would Jesus do for a Klondike bar, Tyler? I'd probably give it to somebody else because he was, you know, all bougie like that. Wrong. He turned it into 50 Klondike bars, Tyler, and, <laughs> and wine, chocolate wine. So you'd create a feast from one Klondike bar. Sure. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm actually not too up on his work. I mm. haven't made it that far yet. You know what point I didn't make at the very end of that half of the show, Tyler? Mm. My love for the number 111 started a long time ago. So when you sent me that article about the caves resonating at 111 hertz it really blew me away about the healing factor of it all of that stuff to find that out after i had become obsessed with the number was pretty amazing to me i remember i was confused by your reaction it didn't really dawn on me i thought it was quite beautiful now i know i know this is a bit off topic and i hope that's okay but and i don't normally like to call people out at their job like you gotta you know do something specifically bad for me to give you a bad tip, or you have to be really terrible for me to call for your job. But I, I do believe there's somebody out there who it, it, it's the right thing to do. Okay. Those security guards at Arkham Asylum are doing a terrible job. Am I right? I mean, I think that we need to start talking about just the, the people who are in charge over there. Yeah. Because it, this is becoming a bit of an issue. Well, it is kind of weird how they decide to put all the, the the master villains. Very close together. In the same building. Sure, sure. Like, hey, hey Batman, Bruce Wayne, whatever. What? You're, you're, oh, sorry. What? You're a billionaire. Build more prisons for wait, these people. Wait a minute. He's he's in charge of Arkham Asylum? No, I'm just saying you can uh, commit the funds. You have okay. the money. Now, Tyler, a person building their own little shed and keeping people in it, as much as I know you love it, <laughs> yeah. doesn't really work in society And as I'm not even know. a billionaire. In, Think about what he could do. He could build some bomb-ass sheds. In my mind, you are, Tyler. Thank you. Now, let's get into something that we've done on the show a million times. I'm rich in love. Let's do Week in Review. <laughs> Tyler, let's 
last week, I said that Anthony Hopkins never blinks in Silence of the Lambs. Was I the only one? <laughs> no. He said that he doesn't blink in the movie either during an interview. Were we both wrong? You and Anthony? Yes. He does blink. He blinks lots of times. Well, a lot less than people normally do. And in the article that I read, he would blink with specificity sure. at certain times, which is a weird sentence to say. Yeah, sure. I'm going to blink right now. Mm -hmm. But he does still blink. So he is perpetuating a myth, and I would like him to be held accountable for it. Mm. Sir Anthony Hopkins, if that is your real name. I believe it is. It is. Ryan, <clears throat> I always, always. Every time. Remember what my weekend review notes are referring to, but for the first time, I was stumped this week. Is that true? That's never happened to you? Never. Not for a week in review. Specifically, I always remember the conversation, what the context was. I, I don't know why. I remember it. This week, I had written for my first note, what are the masturbation laws in Florida? <laughs> I don't remember what the genesis of that conversation was. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me roll this around. <laughs> I don't, I don't what remember. are the masturbation laws in Florida? Now, maybe you're asking that because we are America's penis. Have you uh, considered that? No, there was a conversation. I wrote it down. It doesn't matter. Anyway. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Did I look them up? I think that's yes. I'm not certain. It's in the notes, so... Okay, you know. Let's you hear know. what you got. The 2012 Florida Statute, Title 47, Chapter 916, Section 1075, Subsection B, Line 4 states. I, I think I might know this one off the top of my head, but <laughs> you, you go ahead and do it. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Intentionally masturbating in the presence of another person is seen as sexual misconduct. However, I was gonna say. if you refer yourself to Subsection 4, Line A, it clearly states that this doesn't apply if you're married so loophole but but if you happen to meander on back to subsection b line six this is all true by the way uh -huh. it specifically prohibits bestiality so i'm getting a lot of mixed signals i don't know what me and my goat wife betty are gonna do so wait a minute okay I, there's more on bestiality coming up in this very week in review Hooray. so i'm I excited mean, about boo. that oh. Now, last week, I said the people from Avenged Sevenfold were embarrassed of their stage names. Now, uh, describe Avenged Sevenfold. They're a rock band that I didn't know this because I looked this up as well. Ah. They get a lot of hate in the in the metal world. Oh, uh, the... because they became popular. Ah, okay. That makes sense. They are embarrassed of their stage names because they made it up when they were so young. Would you be too? Yes. Now, I'm just going to give you, I'm sure you have picked out a couple. I've picked out a couple. So I'm going to give you my four that I think are the worst. And let's see if you have any different ones. Well, I think there's only four. Not in the list that I looked at. Okay. Lead singer M. Shadows. Which is, that's a good nickname. I'm going to disagree. He called himself M. Shadows because he, he thought he was the darkest one in the band. Correct. Now, as far as the other nicknames go, M. Shadows is about as good as it gets. Oh, he's hitting it out of the park. Yeah. I believe there was another guy called like Paul Welsh or something, <laughs> which I, I like that guy. Also, Sinister Gates. Uh-huh. Sinister not, with, with a Y. Yeah, not great. That's terrible. Not great. Sinister uh, Gates. Okay, what about guitarist Zacky Vengeance? <laughs> I think the biggest... Wait, hold on. I believe that the worst part of that is the Zacky. Zacky? Am I right? Oh, by far. And, vengeance is okay. And what is the last one that you have? Uh, you have Johnny Christ. 
Oh, okay. My last one that I have is The Rev. The Rev, yeah. You saw The Rev. Do you know what that's short for? The Reverend Tholomew Plague. <laughs> that is Tholomew. But Are we still making Tholomews? But if I'm not mistaken, I believe he passed away. So the, the late drummer, The Rev. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tholomew. <laughs> yeah, he died. That was on me. Tyler, remember The Rev that we were just making fun yeah, of? Yeah. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, no, you made fun of Also, he did. Yeah. All right. Ryan, last week I spoke on private prisons and said the U.S. was the only country that allowed prisons to be privatized. Was I right? I think that it stands to reason that if you're saying that America is the only one, you're generally going to be wrong about damn near everything because I'm sure there could be some tiny little country, you know, absolutes generally don't go well. I think you're absolutely wrong, Ryan. Really? No, no, I actually, uh, no, you're absolutely right. A lot of different countries, a lot of even the main big countries out there have tried this, but it hasn't taken very well. From South Korea to France to Germany to all these different countries. You're talking about privatized? Privatized prisons, correct. And they blew up around the 1980s, 1990s, and got at their peak around 2000 and then started to fall. To the United States credit, an executive order has just been issued recently that cancels the renewing of all contracts moving forward with privatized prisons. So, so what happens to all those prisons? Like, what? How, how does the infrastructure change? Uh, oh, well, I don't know the specifics behind it, but it would just be transferred over to government control. Uh, the prisoners would be, not the property. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I like that. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to that transfer of power. It's better than privatized prisons, Ryan. Yeah. It's really, really bad that people are making money off of putting other people Suffering. in prison. Suffering. Sure, absolutely. Tyler, last week, I said that Jerry Seinfeld apologized for a questionable relationship between a bee and a human in an animated movie. Could that possibly be true? Yes. Did you look it up? No. Seinfeld apologized on The Tonight Show, saying, I realize this is not really appropriate for children because the bee seems to have a thing for the girl. We don't really want to pursue that as an idea in children's entertainment. And Renee Zellweger, you should be ashamed of yourself. For shame. For shame. You're just sending all sorts of mixed messages. Uh, Ryan, my third and final one was the Avenged Sevenfold, but but we, uh, we did that one already, so I'm all good. Did we do that one already? Yes, we did. And that... Now you're just getting greedy with the sound effects. Is weak... Nailed it? I don't know that I did, Tyler. (laughs) I don't know that I did. All right, Tyler, I want to hear what you have for your segment. You told me what it was, and I didn't recognize it on name alone. I know you've done it before, but I forget. Ryan, that's okay. Thank you, buddy. Because we've been selfish. As I said at the beginning of the show, we have been selfish. All right? You and I specifically? You and I specifically with this show. Or white people. When... That's true. <laughs> when is the last time we did a segment for others? Uh, we just did that whole raising money thing that I brought up over and over again. I a that segment, was, Ryan. I'm I, doing a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, never time. Yeah, never. never. That's right. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> this used to be a show about giving to people, kind of. I think it's time for another phobia schmobia. Now, for those that don't know, phobia schmobia is where we pick a common fear I give a few examples and we see if that fear is validated or if people are just being a bunch of babies. The first 
it, the first uh, round of this, we did bird, fear of birds, Ryan. Which is very real, and I think that people are learning more and more as time goes on that birds are the equivalent of, you know, nuclear holocaust in many ways. <laughs> Jesus Too extreme? Right. Yeah, yeah. A bit extreme. I, I, I jumped in the air and I didn't but, know where I was going to come back. We, Sorry. And we landed on nuclear holocaust. Yeah, There's a take. few exit ramps between, between anyway. What you're saying is true now that I'm looking back on it. Anyway, but we did decide that birds... Legitimate fear. Sure, they're Legitimate very aggressive, fear. those birds. Well, they are. So yeah. today, I'm wondering if, because it's a number-themed episode, is it Triscadalophobia or whatever that is? Uh, the fear of, like, the number 13 or something like oh, that? Oh, no, that would have been great. Okay. No, of, like, of... of A post-show meeting. I like this. <laughs> post-show during the show. Yeah. So, Ryan... It sounds like spiders are crawling in my ears. And that means yes. Cholrophobia, Ryan. Spell that? Cholrophobia. C-O-U-L-R-O-phobia. Cholrophobia. Okay, I'm unfamiliar. What you got? The fear of clowns. The fear? Okay, that's a pretty common one. Very common. I try to stick to the very common. Well, actually, the fear of birds isn't very common, but I wanted to do that one for you, baby. Only sane people. (laughs) Now... Concrete numbers are difficult to get in regards to phobias. However, it seems to be widely accepted that chorophobia is extremely common. It's like the opposite of the foot fetish. It's it's so many people are afraid of it, Tyler, as opposed to the big old toe that people want to suck on. It's true. Look it up. Yes, Ryan. I'm trying to help you. You're nailing it, buddy. Five percent less worse. I'm trying to help you. All right, let's go quickly through three examples together, and then we'll decide is this a valid fear or not. Well, I have already made up my mind on it, but go ahead and try to shake me off <laughs> no. of my, my my base. I'm not trying to shake you anywhere. We are just making a decision for the betterment of society. Let's go. Now, the clown sightings of 2016. Do you that, remember this? That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Like, like these people have actually done something wrong. These clowns. Well, and that's the thing. You have the Clown uh, Academy of America, whatever they're called, coming out against this. These people should have to register. It was uh, clowns? Yeah. <laughs> like X-Men? We yeah. got to make sure that all clowns register yeah. to a national registry. Well, in 2016, I'm sure everybody remembers, there were sightings not just in one state. There were sightings of clowns just standing on dark street corners with knives in their hands. People really bought into this. All around the country. The internet really factored into this. Of course it did. A failed experiment, the internet. (laughs) It really is. Now, with the first sighting being in Wisconsin, it subsequently and quickly took off. Soon, there were clown sightings seemingly everywhere yeah. in all different states. Was it, there was like a summer where this just really crescendoed, wasn't it? This was pre-quarantine, and yet people were acting like they had nothing to do for the last two years. They were just going out and standing in clown costumes. You have nothing better to do than scaring the shit out of people in your neighborhood? Was this pre or post The Purge? Had The Purge already come out? Post. It was after The Purge. Could that have factored in a little bit? I guess. I mean, thankfully, there was no injury. Nobody actually got hurt. But were there people, like, milling about with axes and stuff like that? It was a troubling time. Yeah, it was. It really was. But like I said, there were no injuries. I mean... You know, except that one family in Florida that got attacked by roughly 20 people in clown masks. But let's just call that one incident a mulligan. What about that guy who choked on the red nose? Did you just make that up? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I want our show to be good, Tyler. So it was like a chew toy for it? I don't know. What was that? I don't know. Where where did that go? It was Patch Adams. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're Harry, doing it wrong. Harry Patch Adams. <laughs> All right. So, okay, let me guess. That one's not good enough for you. Okay, high standards. I get it. Let's move on. That to the one's next. perfectly good exactly. enough for me. I, I think the clown should <laughs> That's be- what I had written down, Ryan. That's what I got to say. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have me, Tyler. <laughs> now, let's get into the story of Marlene Warren. Marlene Warren. Not familiar. Also known as, which this was taken already, the killer clown. The killer clown, not John Wayne Gacy? This was post-John Wayne Gacy. As I said, the the name was taken already. Get your own shtick, brother. I, I know. I know, but when a clown kills, what else are you going to go with? It makes big It makes big news. So Marlene, Marlene Warren opens the door, and there's a clown in front of her. A big, bright red nose, orange hair clown. Look at this bozo. And it is holding, literally, and it yeah. is holding a basket of goodies with two balloons attached to it it's a nice little gift basket from a clown it would be disconcerting though i think we could all agree like if you open your door and there's a clown unannounced standing there it's disc that's disconcerting and they've got this whole basket of things it's a lot of information for your brain to take in it absolutely yeah you're right yeah so she gets handed this basket of goodies and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the clown lifts a revolver and shoots her in the face. I've heard about this. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, you know what, clowns? I'm just going to have to straight up say this is inappropriate. <laughs> that is inappropriate. So the, the case goes unsolved for 27 years. Cold case. They reopen it in 2015. I don't know why. I guess somebody at the precinct just got bored. No, that happens all the time. They... They go back and revisit cases. A lot of... But do they just do it arbitrarily, or is it like on a time limit? A thing? lot of precincts do, uh, have actual people, as as detectives that get older and stuff, they put them in that particular circumstance. That makes Be- sense. Because as time goes by and technology gets better, a lot of these things, there was no DNA. Yeah. So they, they have collected stuff that now they can help out with. I bet you in a lot of ways that's a really cool job. Oh, absolutely. But I think it's also a very frustrating job because there's yeah. a lot of dead ends and it's so cold, as you said, it's really hard to follow up on. And now you have these ancestral DNA sites, which is the time for reckoning. The, the devil. Hey, no, well, you could say the devil, but they have solved a lot of murders that way. And if you've killed somebody and this is now happening, it could, I bet you it's a very tense time. I know I've lost some weight. If you... If you've killed somebody, why are you putting your blood in a test tube and sending it somewhere? It can be your family members. That's how they caught the Golden State Killer. They oh. found his, like, cousin. Yeah. Hey, guys, nobody do this Ancestry.com thing. Don't hey, ask me why. Hey, it's Uncle Ryan. Listen, <laughs> I need you to do me a huge favor. Leave right. yourself of all of your blood. So, Jesus. Yeah. So, she gets shot in the face. Two days later, she dies in the hospital. This badass woman survived for 48 hours after getting shot in the face. It's like the Amy Winehouse situation. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Forget that. Just let's move forward. I shouldn't have. Not Amy Winehouse, the Long Island Lolita. Joey Botafuco and Amy Fisher. Gotcha. Just continue. I'm so sorry for interrupting. That's all right. So for 27 years, this case goes unsolved. They go back, reopen the case, and find out that their main suspect throughout this whole thing, they couldn't prove it, is now married to the widower. Married to the, the husband whose whose wife was shot and killed. Uh-huh. The main suspect in the crime is now married to that man. Now, wait a minute. Didn't you say that she survived? 
Didn't you? Didn't she say this badass woman for for two days and oh. then and, and then succumb to her injuries? So in, it was in the a, hospital. It was a woman dressed up as a clown. It was a woman dressed up as a clown, but nobody could tell. They saw the clown. This was, as you said, pre technology. So all you had to go on was witnesses. You had receipts from stores. So they tracked down the clown costume. They tracked down the car. Except this couple owned a uh, impound car lot. So they had all kinds of getaway vehicles so, to work with. I think that anybody who owns an impound car lot should be impounded. <laughs> At least investigated. And put them with other jailers <laughs> and they will be impounded. So they found the car, the getaway vehicle, in a uh, in a parking lot with orange fibers in it. They But they just could the not. Hair? They, the clown hair? The clown hair in it. Look at this bozo. They, they could not nail it down. They find out that now the lead suspect is married to this man and they get her. In 2017, more than 25 years afterwards. That's got to be weird for the husband, right? Like you're married to this woman and now- They were in on it. Oh, he was part of it he too? He was part of it. He was part of it. The whole thing it's was- always the husband, They Tyler. wanted to be together and he was married. So they worked up a thing so she could kill the wife. Throw mama from the train. That's incredible. What <laughs> yeah. Guys, man, why are you guys such pieces of shit, Tyler? <laughs> because we were ruled by our emotions, Ryan. I, I thought you were going to say penises. Emotions. Yeah. <laughs> And it's all one thing. Mm. And finally, Ryan, to wrap this segment up, John Wayne Gacy. I've heard of him. Have you? Yep. The killer clown. Tell us about John Wayne Gacy, Ryan. Well, the problem with that is he dressed as a clown for community events. He never actually killed as a clown. Did you know that? I know that, but whatever. Okay, just because you freelance as a killer sure. doesn't mean you're not actually a clown. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Mm. I think his main occupation was clown. His secondary occupation was killer. His, his passion was killer. And he very famously painted uh, a lot of different things while he was in jail. Probably the most notable was himself as a clown. And it is as deeply disturbing as you would imagine. Let me ask you something. If I told you I have a painting by John Wayne Gacy, would you want it? If you try... What, like give it to me? Yeah, like it's in my car. You, I got it for you. You couldn't give me enough money to to one million dollars to, to hold that thing. Nope, I'll do it for a million dollars. No, absolutely. Yeah, why? Because I mean, I would a bad juju. I, I would put it away in like a lockbox somewhere and let like the bank uh, uh, worry about. We that. We could keep it at mom's house. Uh, okay, that's better. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Put it under a pillow. Sure. <laughs> Sadite? Sadite. Yeah, and for those who don't know, that's John Wayne Gacy, serial killer. He murdered over 30 boys, teenagers, just young men. Wayward youths. Yeah, wayward youths. Uh, and so, you know what, Ryan? He would do it with that trick of, hey, I bet you can't get out of these handcuffs. He, Everybody knows that uh, trick. Right, right, exactly right. Man. <laughs> I bet you can't do it while wearing this ball gag. And he stored them in his crawl space very famously in his house, smelled like decomposition. The reason that he killed is because he was, in my opinion, he was gay and his father made him hate gay people vis-a-vis -vis he hated himself, mm -hmm. took it out on his objects of affection, John Wayne Gacy, the clown killer. You mean the killer clown? That's the one. The clown killer would be something else. Uh, that would be somebody killing clowns. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space was a movie that fucked me up when I was a little okay, kid. Okay, I was going to say, because the, the clown killer would be like a vigilante hero that this world doesn't deserve, but needs. Definitely needs. And my do my first dog's name, Tyler? Gacy. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, totally true. So, to those of you out there suffering from cholerophobia, Get over it. That is not what we do here, Oh, right? sorry, sorry. We're sorry, here sorry. to support. You're right. For those of you out there suffering from this... I think it's safe to say <laughs> that that <laughs> is a legitimate fear. Yeah, all right. Tyler, <laughs> <t> <laughs> 
Did you hear that? <laughs> Tyler has rolled it as such, and I will also, I, I will second that. And that right is Phobia Shmobia. Fantastic job, Tyler. Session 111. We wrapped it up, unlike when my son was born. And you did a great job, Tyler. I'm very proud of you. I think we're vibrating. I I don't know if you noticed, but we are levitating off the ground right now. At 111 inches up. That is exactly right. Mm -hmm. And uh, incredible job, Tyler. Thank you. you. Tell the people how they can reach out and get in touch with us. To all the clowns, we're coming for you. Yep, I'm Uh, looking at you, Ronald. Go to, I think that was when he started to get- uh, um, Excommunicated? Yeah, yeah, because of that whole thing. And remember for the show one time, we looked up the updated Ronald McDonald, and he was even more- <laughs> it's like McDonald's knows how to do everything right except branding hey, with a clown wearing baggy pants and like a beanie. I, I'm like, I don't even know this guy. What's up, other youths? <laughs> I like Burger King. What? So go to thoseguysyouhate.com and uh, please click on all the buttons and subscribe on all the screens. We love you, Tyler. What's the moral you. of the story, player? Ryan, the moral of the story is somebody's gonna have to look into these clowns. Like, uh, I'll look into a clown. Uh, Somebody's gonna have to look up into these clowns. I'll do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. These apparently seem to be a problem. Uh, if you are a clown, uh, my heart goes with you. But you can't be part of our society anymore. You're not. You're not. Uh, it's not safe with you around. So. Get in your tiny little car and beat it. Drive off with you and fifty other friends. Ryan, what is the moral of the story? My moral of the story this week is. Take just a little bit of time to appreciate the unknown. One of my favorite characters in all of history is Albert Einstein. And the reason why is because he is a mathematic phenomenon. What's interesting about that, because that's such a rigid language, mathematics leaves very little to interpretation. It either is or it isn't. Uh, I, with what you're saying, I agree, but with where he was, he was so far out on the fringes sure. of discovering new things, you needed imagination. Well, and here's what I appreciate about him so much, is that with being that structured uh, genius for all time, he had such a a love for the mystical. An appreciation He for had it. such an appreciation yeah. for what he didn't know. The man who knew more than all of us was so appreciative of what he didn't know. And I think that that can actually make our lives better. I think falling in love with what we can't prove, with what isn't tangible, has greatly increased my love of life and the beauty that I have found. Instead of every single thing having to make sense, I'm trying to learn how to see with other parts of my body than my eyes. And it has really increased my love of how I live. Is that why you've been walking around backwards everywhere with your butt out? I've just been rubbing my dick on stuff, Tyler. (laughs) This is how I see. This is how I see. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you.
Red circle. Hee-haw, Tyler. Hee-haw. Uh, you, I would like to continue a conversation that you and I were having off air um, that I sell to a man named Richard Ramirez. And I, I just had some kind of follow-up questions for you. If your name was Richard Ramirez, if your name was John Gacy, if your name was, you know, anything, Theodore Bundy, don't you go by some, what do you do in that scenario? Do you change your name? Do you really change your name? Yeah, or I, I or, probably, I don't know. No, I, what you would do is totally <laughs> different than what others would do. But, you know, you could, you have the two options. You either change your name mm-hmm. and ask your parents why they hate you so What's much. What's your deal, bro? What's your problem? Could you or, please do a quick Google search before naming me in 1982? <laughs> Jeez. Or uh, you could go the other way, become a serial killer yourself sure. and go so much further beyond than what the other person did I like that. and steal the name back for yourself. Or you could change your name to Richard Ramirez. Yes, I am actually the serial killer. I mean, I would like to see somebody beat that. Oh, man. Announcing me at parties would become a real problem. The business card's going to be a bit crowded. Yeah. Like four or five inches long, probably. But yeah, I mean, I would, in all seriousness, you could lean into it and like tell people as a joke. I wouldn't introduce myself like that. And seriously. Well, here is the deal is that by going of, normally I don't like to say people's names on here, but using the name Richard Ramirez. I'm sure there's a bunch of them out there. I feel like that's public domain, right? Like happy birthday. I feel like we're allowed to say it. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not saying who this person is, like where they are. He's Richard Ramirez. That's who he is. And Richard, there are so many variations of the name, right? Richie? What, what's the other one? Dick. Is is that Richard? I believe so. We old, can review. Old Richie Dick over yeah. there. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, well. Wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that one per se. Yeah, but I'm just, no. I'm just proving that there are myriad of ways to refer to Richie Dick. Well, it does. It doesn't matter. I'm kind of stuck on that one. It, yeah, you don't say. It yeah. doesn't matter what your name is because kids will find some variation of your name to make fun of you. So Rich, your nickname will be. Richie Dick, you're just alley-ooping them though, right? To get dunked on. Well, you're hoping they'll kill themselves sure. if, you go by, if they go by Richie Dick. <laughs> We're hoping all kids will kill themselves. Tyler, last night, what was that? I don't know. What just happened? I don't know. You go to the extreme as a defense mechanism and you just wish death upon all children. Now I just want to know what the age range is. In a satire, <laughs> in a satire sense. I don't think that anybody actually what? thinks that I'm wishing death on all children. You're, I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Your Tyler. co-host might. <laughs> your I do. Co- your co-host might. I do. And that. let me tell you why. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Because you can't parent them. I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened to me last night and I put together a pattern of somebody's behavior and and it tickled me a bit. Okay. okay. All right. Now, as all stories in my realm do, it begins with me, Tyler. It begins with how I feel. It begins with what's happened to me because I'm a recovering narcissist. But last night I was told by a woman who I know from the bar comes in and she brings a man that I've never met before. A young, good looking, I mean, really muscular black guy. Oh, all right. Can I say black guy? Yeah, of course. Okay, you can. good. Just making yeah. sure. Yeah. 2022, baby. Mm-hmm. And he told me upon way of introduction, I knew her. He's, she's introducing me to him. Upon way of introduction, he said, You look like a male stripper. Now, what? I can see it. Okay. I can see it. Now, how would you take that? There, there's more to this than just I mean, me. $1 bill at a time, I guess. <laughs> the woman just had a handful of quarters and she was using it like buckshot. Make it drizzle, baby. <laughs> that was hail. <laughs> Pretty sure I, I got, I received some, some impact bruises. But he told me that I looked like a male stripper. Now that has good connotation and bad connotation. It was- I think he was hitting on you. Ambiguously insulting. Flirting. 
You think so? Flirty. Nah, he was there with her. You Not look like a male stripper, buddy. Take it off. You also gyrate like one. Yeah. Now, I wasn't sure how to take it. It fluctuated right there in between insulting and nice. How did he say it? Was it was it jovial? Was it nice? Or did he say it seriously like he was informing you of something? I'm glad that you said that because that lends to where I want to go with this. All right. Thing. He said it in a very, and again, this looks like a guy that you would not want to mess with. So he could have said it in a very jerky manner, and you would have eaten it anyway. I'm a delicate person, man. Sure. I don't want to mess with anybody. Especially this guy. Okay, gotcha. His, his biceps gotcha. were about the width of my thighs. Oh, wow. So wow. he said that to me, and he said it almost in a whimsical way. And I responded with, thank you for noticing. That yeah. is the look that I am going for. Yeah, yeah. So and he ended up being a whole lot of fun. Good. So now, as the people next to him were getting ready to leave, he turns to this guy, and I hear him say, who brushed your hair? You look like somebody brushed your hair for you. <laughs> no, this no. guy is the master of ambiguous comments. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> is that good or bad? No, wait a minute. Are you insinuating I don't obtain the power to brush my own hair? Or are you saying that it's so well done that somebody from an outside perspective sure. must have done it for me? Sure. Because there is no way yeah. you could have styled your own or hair. Or am I just some sort of pampered bitch like <laughs> King Joffrey? What are you trying to say to me, sir? My brain immediately went negative, but it could have been positive. I don't know. And that is the idea that I met this person yesterday that was the most mildly provocative person that I've ever met. And I am totally here for it. What, I was, was, the, I, what was the person's response? Uh, he was he was pretty drunk. You actually know this guy. I'll explain it off air because it won't be interesting. Gotcha. But he was kind of drunk, so he just really, it, you know, unlike me, where my response is always humor, he kind of fumbled through it a little bit. Gotcha. And, and the guy, and then... He, he was trying to process how to take it? Sure, yeah. because it yeah. was mildly provocative. Sure. Like, why would you introduce sure. yourself to me that yeah, way? Absolutely. And being a black guy, at the very end, he softened it by going, look, I can't even do that. I can't even do oh, that. Oh, so yeah. It and was, muscular, too. It was a moose... Oh. Yeah. I mean, you would let him directly insult you. That's what I'm saying. So it was it was an interesting character trait. It was an interesting personality. And uh, I'll keep you updated if I ever see him again. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's that's about it. Yeah. A prism that breaks his personality into like six different uh, compartments. He's like James McAvoy <laughs> in that movie um, uh, X-Men. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you when say? he can't walk? <laughs> what are you talking about? I never saw him get off that stool, Tyler. Now that you bring it up. I only have one more inane, arbitrary question to ask Everything you. we do is inane That's and arbitrary, right? You know what, Tyler? I think we need to work it back to having some sort of structure. It can't just all be weird, you, you know? You would think. You would think. My son and I discussed this over the week. Do you think my son, 14 years old, a, a sturdy young man, mm -hmm. do you think RJ could beat up Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> they seem like a pretty <laughs> innocent and uh, and delicate uh, people. So also, maybe? also, I think they're 80. Maybe. <laughs> So how many members are there in Fleetwood Mac? I don't know. I don't listen to that music. You got Fleet. You got Wood. Uh, I don't know Max either. manager. I'm not, <laughs> I have no idea. That guy's built like a cue ball. So I don't know. I mean, I would say, see, now Rolling Stones, I could picture, could he take on the Rolling Stones? My guess would be no, simply because of all the drugs in their system. Sure. And what's his name? Keith. Uh, oh, shit. This is bodes. This is a good sign. This bodes poor. Nonetheless, I'm going to wait until I get it right. I'm not you mean just Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, and then you got the guy who looks like he's been dead for ten years. I was they gonna all do a, look like that, right? I was going to do a zombie joke. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm just I, all we're, right. We're falling apart. All right. What's this wee thing? I've been on point, baby. Yeah. What's up? What's up? What are you doing? Oh, you ready? I'm ready. Sure. <laughs>